Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever we want to know about. About whatever things we are curious about. There is language in this episode. And that's about it. We... But it is episode... 69! Bow chicka wow wow. 69ing. We are 69ing with a very sexy, very controversial topic. Which has no sex in it, no... Potentially shitting yourself. No shit in it. But 69 is not a small number, and I think in a rough, difficult segue, I'd like to say thank you to the listeners for listening to so many episodes, and we 69 you, listeners. (laughs) With consent. Thank you. Hey there, Clever. Hello, David. My friend, over the course of this podcast, we've been to some places. We have. We've been uh, across countries and time, times of years. What's the sentence I'm trying to say? Years? Even with that kind of great spirit of articulation that you just displayed, (laughs) we've not been afraid to go to sensitive topics and some dark sides of history. That's very true. Sometimes we're very political, but I think... No topic is off limits here. In episode 69. We are going to go somewhere so filthy. And I think possibly the most sensitive and the most controversial. Yeah, that we have ever gone to. Which yeah. you was something you wanted to know about, which surprised me. And you had a very specific question. Do you want to tell the listeners what the question was? I wanted to know about gluten. <laughs> Is it just bad for you? <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. Can I give you the background to this? Yes. Because like most... I've been shitting my pants every time I eat toast. I have an issue. (laughs) Um, Because I I feel like a lot of people go not celiac. Mm. I know some celiac people who suffer from celiacism or however they choose (laughs) to identify. Uh, And it's a whole thing. Yes. And And a diagnosis. And a diagnosis that shows up in a... Diagnosis. A diagnosis <laughs> that shows up in the blood test. Yes. Uh, I know I haven't got it. Yeah. And I, my wife hasn't got it. And yet, my wife went, oh, I'm just going to switch to gluten-free. And she's like, never looked back. Yep. Loves it. And because of that, I've, I've eaten less, less gluten. gluten and are going, oh, yeah, I feel better too. And mm. now when I have a slice of bread, this is the most in my 30s thing <laughs> I'll ever say. <laughs> now when I have a slice of bread, I notice. I go, oh. My tummy tums. Not my tummy tums. I just feel heavy. <laughs> it's just, it's just feel a bit bloated, feel hard, a bit heavy. Hard to digest. When I was in my early 20s, the shit I would eat. Yeah. And just not have any consequence. Milk, milk is that for me now. Yeah, like, I can't dairy. go anywhere not, near I can't dairy. dairy. All right, well. Shit my pants. (laughs) I went off dairy because I was a vegan for years and I I like to think I still am spiritually, but not actually at all. And um but that is You're an ethical carnival. Yeah. Uh I once had that explained to me like agnosticism, where it's like Yeah, I want I want the ethical superiority of vegetarianism (laughs) without the inconvenience of it. Because I really like a roast chicken. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't do dairy. Now. Yeah, dairy. That's how I figured like... out I couldn't do dairy. So what do you do now? That's prime again, prime content for our listeners. What do, do I you do, do now? Almond? 
you I do soy. almond milk. I do almond milk. I don't. I don't have milk much in anything. No, but me when either. I when I do, I reach for an almond. I reach for soy is my go-to. Yeah. I'm not a fan of an almond. I'm not a fan of an al- almond in real life anyway. Even when it's not milked. Talk about controversial, mate. <laughs> almond is the staple of the nut community. Ugh. I just like to get my milk from nuts. I like nut milk. <laughs> you like. You just like it milking your own nuts. So tell me, should I just not eat gluten? Well, no. It's like, it's... It's, it's fine? It's okay. So is it just a cultural, like... Because this is a thing. Yeah, This is, is a cultural a moment. So I was like, first I was like, I need to know... I don't even fucking know what gluten is. Yeah. So it Can is... Can I make a guess before yeah. you give the actual... It's the stretchy bit. Oh, kind of. Yeah, it's the stretchy bit so in yeast it's a protein. Yeah. It's a protein that's found in... Um, Grains, including wheat, rye, spelt, barley. Yes. And of those, wheat is the most common. And it is um, when the flour mixes with water, the gluten proteins form a sticky network Mm. that has a glue-like consistency that then makes the dough elastic, gives the bread the ability to rise. And it's what provides that chewy... Yes, deliciousness. Deliciousness, <clears throat> which is why gluten is called, it's got its name because of its glue-like property mm. when it's like wet, when yeah, dough right. is wet. So that's where it got its name. Um, so most people believe that it is fine yeah. unless you are a celiac. Yes. But what we have been discovering is that lots of people do have adverse reactions to it. So celiac disease is extreme gluten intolerance. It affects about 1% of the population. Yeah. It's an autoimmune disorder which the body treats gluten like it is a foreign invader and then your immune system attacks the gluten. But as well as attacking the gluten, it attacks your lining of your gut, which is like Mm. bad, bad, bad. Yeah. So then that's like... Gut bad, leaky bad, irritable bowel situations. Yeah, like no good. Nutrient deficiencies, all of these bad digestive not issues. Not the toast. No, not at all. And then that then leaves you open to many other potential diseases. Right. But so that is only to that is only 1%, 1% of the population. 1% who are actually yeah. gluten intolerant, uh, have celiac disease. So then, um, because it does only affect 1% of the population, it's really hard to diagnose. And in one study that they did, 80% of people who actually genuinely had celiac disease did not know that they had it. Oh. So they had just been living with it and tolerating it, and their diet had just, you know. But you can have gluten sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So that is still kind of similar digestive discomfort which is what you diarrhea bloating constipation yeah. other like symptoms like that feeling heavy yeah. um <clears throat> and there's another thing that rather than it being gluten it could be something that's called fodmaps oh is that onion garlic thing no no it's something that's in the carbohydrates so it's these small carbohydrates that is found in many foods including wheat right so they did a study that looked at 395 people who had self-diagnosed their own gluten intolerance mm-hmm. and investigated whether they improved on a gluten-free diet yeah the results showed that only 26 people had celiac disease 
while two had a wheat allergy. So you could just be allergic to, to the wheat. wheat component, not necessarily barley or rye right. or gluten. The other theory that I've heard going around that's, that I would believe yeah. is that it's not that you're allergic or have an intolerance to gluten or even to wheat, but if you had high quality bread, yes. if you had freshly baked yes. bread, that, and bread is meant to be... Water, flour, yeast, done. That's it. That's it. Um, But, of course, in our grocery shopping bread, we have Mm. all sorts of things so that it can stay alive. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard a great... There's a... I think he's an environmental engineer, but he's also a chef, Yoast. Oh, that guy, yes. And he is all about he has restaurants and does these incredible like landscaping almost like permaculture mm. um pro i don't even know how they would just how you would just it's all about sustainability mm, essentially mm, and he mm. had a restaurant in melbourne that was had to be a hundred percent sustainable yeah. so the way he thinks about that and that's what he talked about i saw him talk and he talked about the fact that the way we grow our wheat and then how we process that wheat mm. and whatever chemicals we now use and that the wheat isn't maybe even fully grown, that yeah. the way we're harvesting it now is different. So people are actually was. allergic or sensitive to whatever those chemicals or whatever that process is mm. or whatever we've done to our wheat to grow it yeah. is now maybe part of the problem. I and then we don't have that. those fucking conversations about no, the effect the effect of mass production on that scale. Yeah. For something as organic as what as what natural bread actually is. Yeah. So the say the only way they say to see if you have a gluten intolerance is to do a completely gluten free diet for a few weeks. Yeah. See how that feels, or kind of write down what your symptoms are that you feel is linked to gluten. Eliminate gluten completely. See if those symptoms ease. Um, but also don't fuck around with that because. Like, talk to your health professionals. Don't listen to us. And if you like, I feel at this point everybody's tried to <coughs> do it. But if you're listening and you've never tried to do it, by the way, gluten's in fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, surprise, it's in places that you don't expect it to be. So trying to eliminate it from yeah. your diet is really bloody I difficult. I have a friend who was a vegetarian. She was a vegetarian <clears throat> celiac, and now is a vegan celiac. Yes. So eating out with her is... I've got a couple of friends who are that exact Venn diagram. Mm. It's just easier to stay at home. And cook. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's okay. Right. So the gluten-free diet, this is part of it, Yeah. is, gone, is enormously popular in the last, years, last few years. 26 to 30% of adults in the U.S. claim that they have reduced or are completely avoiding gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they may not have been diagnosed with any form of gluten sensitivity. Mm. And they say it is just um, because of the marketing that gluten has received, or a gluten-free diet yeah. more specifically has received, people talking about weight loss, people talking about card, like the reduced risk of cardiovascular disease. Which is it's true if you like just stop eating eat, white eat carbs. Yeah. And then it's even like celebrities, like our old mate Gwyneth, and Jenny uh, McCarthy, who were like, I eat gluten-free, I eat clean, blah, 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 um, is part of it as well. So that's why it just got popular. Gluten needs a new publicist. They do, It needs yeah. a new campaign. It needs a new PR manager. Yeah. Um, so 
there was an article that was published in the Journal of Gastroenterology in 2013 that said a gluten-free diet has no health benefits for people who don't have celiac disease. So they're still researching it. Yeah. And they don't know for sure. So then I was curious about, clearly it's something to do with your gut and your gut health. And we yes. talk a lot about gut health. And then had you heard anything about the the fact that our like the our brain in our gut, like that our gut talks yeah, to our brain? Linked. Like they're linked. Do you they're know linked. anything about that? No, not nearly as much as what you're about to say. Other I didn't than know that, anything either. A few years ago, I read a popular book that was called Gut by someone, a, a gastroenterologist who I've now forgotten the name of. But in terms of biological science, it's a whole, like, new frontier. And they're now researching the microbes that we need yeah. and what they do in our gut, what our gut actually does. And they found... Our microbiome. Our microbiome. Which is the which is the ecosphere that exists inside us, which yeah. is which is terrifying when you think of it, because we are actually more, we're less of ourselves and more of, of that. other shit of yes. this microbiome. Yeah, Absolutely. when we get round to cell count. Yeah. So they scientists have now found this thing that they are calling the enteric nervous system. Oh. The ENS, which is two thin layers of more than 100 million nerve cells, which line your gastrointestinal tract from esophagus to rectum. Wow. So it's this, and what they have discovered is that it links, it is directly linked to our brain. Mm. So its main role is controlling digestion from swallowing to the release of enzymes that break down the food to control the blood flow. Um, go and go and listen to the episode on bodies to under, uh, understand yes. all of this nutrient absorption elimination. So that's its main job, and it's not capable of thinking because it doesn't have, like no, it's not a brain. It's got no... But it communicates back and forth with our brain with provo- profound results. And so what they're now thinking is that this gut brain, this ENS can trigger big emotional shifts mm. experienced by people dealing with gut issues. And so for decades, this is what it says, researchers and doctors thought that anxiety and depression contributed to these problems. But our study, so the studies that they're now it's doing... actually flipped. ...is that it's flipped so that... It's the other way around. Researchers are, fi- are finding evidence that irritation in the gastrointestinal system may send signals to the central nervous system that trigger mood changes. Because it's a two-way street. Yeah. Which makes sense when you talk about fight or flight. So yes. if back in the day you've got a cheetah chasing you, then you want to run as fast as possible. So yeah. So you want to shit yourself. <laughs> you want to get rid yeah. of any extra, any extra weight. weight. Or you want to just hold on and not let you stop digesting properly. Yes, because you don't need that body function. What you need is speed. So you want to conserve energy. So when we're stressed, our digestion breaks down. Mm. But that also means that if our digestion is breaking down because of the crappy food we're eating, then our brain and our body brain would go, oh, I must be stressed out then. So it all is an endless cycle. Which is what I figured out, which was what the couple of years of going vegan helped me do. Which was clean out everything, Re- like heal your Re- microbiome, reconfigure stuff, and then slowly start to introduce other things and realize how sensitive I was 
yes. to some stuff. So all of our feelings can trigger symptoms in the gut. Mm. So it's that thing of going like even thinking about eating, yes. even thinking about food, not mm. even eating, your intestines you're getting ready. and your stomach start releasing the juices to do it. So it goes both ways. A troubled intestine can send signals to the brain just as a troubled brain can send signals to the gut. Isn't this fascinating? You know what's interesting is that then we talk about you know something in your gut. This is, uh, yes, the language we use. Your intuition is in your gut. Or you something feels gut-wrenching. Because your gut is, and also hippie woo-woo medicine, Yeah. your chakra down there mm. is all tied to safety and well-being and yes. is developed in in early age mm. early early super early childhood because feeling safe feeling full feeling satiated yes. is all in that part of your body so then if that part of your body is capable of thinking or capable of communicating something to your brain yeah then it would be about feeling safe that's so true so when you have intuition or when you are thinking, oh, actually, my gut says that it's this, yes. it's speaking to a deeper part of you that goes, what is the, what, what, is, is, safe, what is real? What, what is, is real? Which yeah. is then what is safe for How you? How can I more accurately assess this? Oh my God, I love this. Threat, yeah. So neurons and cells found in your brain and central nervous system tell your body how to behave. So there are approximately 100 billion neurons in the human brain. Interestingly, your gut contains 500 million neurons, which are connected to the brain through your the nerves in your nervous system. Right. The vagus nerve yes. is one of the biggest nerves that connects our gut and our brain, and it sends direct signals in both directions. They've done studies on this now, which are fucking fascinating. Stress inhibits the signal sent through the vagus nerve and also causes gastrointestinal problems. Mm. One study in humans found that people with irritable bowel syndrome or Crohn's disease had reduced vagal tone, indicating a reduced function of the vagal nerve. And an interesting study in mice found that feeding them a probiotic reduced the amounts of stress hormone in their blood. However, when their vagus nerve was cut, the probiotic had no effect. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's all about the vagus nerve is the roundabout. Important in the gut-brain all... axis. Yeah, yeah, wow. And in its role in stress. So then they did another one, uh, another part of this, which is all very new. Mm. There's no kind of, it's all very like, what is the connections to all of this? But then uh, your gut and your brain are also connected through chemicals called neurotransmitters. They're produced in the brain and they control our feelings and our emotions. So like serotonin, which is what brings makes us feel yep. happy, yep. and it controls our body clock. So yeah. serotonin controls our body clock. Many of these neurotransmitters are also produced by your gut cells and the yeah. trillions of microbes living there. A large proportion of your serotonin is produced in your gut. <sighs> Yeah. So your gut microbes also produce a neurotransmitter called gamma amniobutric acid, oh. GABA, which helps control feelings of fear and anxiety. Studies in laboratory mice have shown that certain probiotics can increase the production of GABA and reduce anxiety and depression-like behavior. So you want probiotic-rich 
Yes. Food for gut health. Oh, what a good segue, David. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can take you can take a probiotic or a oh, prebiotic. Yeah. Um, from the chemist. Go talk to your chemist about good ones. You can have yogurt if you're not lactose intolerant yes. or a vegan. So then I was like, okay, so what are the foods? Yeah. Or what are the things we can eat? Sauerkraut, fermented shit. Yes, yes, yes. So omega three fats, so oily fish, yes. which are good for our brains, um, and produce good. Gut bacteria, fermented fruit foods like kefir, sauerkraut, um, yogurt, kimchi, yeah. Um, high fiber foods, so nuts, seeds, whole grains, all of this we already know, but they all contain chips those pre- in there by any chance. <laughs> yes. Chips, chips, hot and chips. gravy. Great, oh, and gravy, great. <laughs> Prebiotic fibers that are good for your gut bacteria. And then things like cocoa, green tea, olive yeah. oil, coffee, all contain polyphenols, which are plant chemicals that are digested by your gut bacteria. And then the last one is amino acids, mm. which is converted into the neurotransmitter for serotonin. So that's like turkey, eggs, cheese. Protein. Protein. Protein is helpful in that regard. Yeah. It's also helpful for building muscle. Well, there you go. So that's so gluten. Could sure is bad for some people, but um, maybe it's about our gut health. It's about our general gut health, yeah. and it also it's in all those things you listed. It's not like white bread is fantastic for gut health. No, it's generally. not going stick to the. But it's not a nuclear the... bomb, no. either. For most people, for 99% of people. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, right. So if you've never made your own bread, by the way. Which I haven't. And two thirds of the country is currently in lockdown. So they're like, yep, yeah, I don't want to make another fucking sourdough. <laughs> They've had enough. I've had enough. But if you've never done it, it's one of the life's greatest joys when you get it right. I've made many, many loaves that are not good. <laughs> and then I've made a couple that are... Decent. And then you're like, yes. And when you have fresh warm bread in the house. It's like fresh scones or fresh damper. Oh. Yum. Stop it. So what is it we we need to, so we need to grow our own wheat, David. That's what we've decided. Okay. Grow our own wheat. Last week we were becoming loofah farmers. This week we're becoming wheat farmers. We started an industry. On our commune. So we'll start a Kickstarter and ask for your donations. Thank you so much. Farmer Dave, Farmer Claire. Beautiful. <laughs> what have you learnt, mate? So much. I've learnt that I'm going to yes, a good diet, mm. spoiler alert, is a good diet. Yeah. So, I'm also probably gonna go and get a probiotic. Yeah. Yeah, if you're having trouble, probiotics are good. Yeah. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your you. friends tell yeah. your mates that's right that's the name of the show i see what you did there where can people find you claire people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.